you. Are now about to witness the awesome, crushing might of. The U G S Robinson Show Stop Welcome my friends to a show that seemingly apparently never kinda ends. This is V20. V, V, 20, I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson, got the tote sheet, got a head full of hate, I guess that's going to cause him to demonetize me immediately, and we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. Those of you who usually come for the philosophy but stay for the fighting, this time you gotta come for the fighting and stay for the philosophy. We're gonna talk about UFC 225, 225, the entire show. But not before Bob Riley from Stigmata. The calling of the justice of record. Song is called Intro All of Nothing. It's been our bumper music from the very beginning. Because Bob sings the words that say it all right about now. I'm on my way back to nowhere. I'm taking a real good look at you. Real good look at your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. Anyway, there you go. That's the end of bumper music. Ah, god damn, the finger. You see how fat that finger is? I got that finger's fractured, and that one is. That's not the normal size. But uh, anyway, ah, uh, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha. I'm going to have to, and I did in the intro, many of you may have gotten it, but I'm going to have to uh, quote the Sex Pistols, their last show. Johnny Rotten looked into the audience and said, have you ever felt like you've been cheated? A rhetorical question. Usually asked to people after they've been cheated. What you're asking for is not whether or not they've actually been cheated. You're asking for their awareness about the level of deception and cheat involved. Okay, there, there, now I can, the headphones are, the mic is now working. Um, but we're here to talk about the big pile of steaming dog shit that was the fight. And some of you, even like minutes before I started, are on Twitter arguing um, 
uh, with other of you about about you're down in the weeds. And I got to tell you, I, I, I clearly somebody was wanting a response from me. And I said, you guys are going micro and it's the wrong time to go micro. You got to go macro on this. And we're going to do so immediately. And I'm going to start with the I, you can't use the word Uber anymore because people think you're talking about the fucking car company. I'm going to do the overarching, overarching narrative here for UFC 225 and what nobody's talked about because they're all company fucking men and what they all seem to be missing is that nothing happened yesterday, Saturday, uh, June 9th. Nothing happened yesterday that wasn't supposed to happen. They say if you go do business meetings in Japan, you shouldn't be put off. At least they used to say this when Japan were world beaters back in the 80s, that you shouldn't be put off if the big wig that uh, is you know, attending your meeting, so you have a company, you do this bit, you go over and to do the business with this big company there, and you know, you're pre presenting your ass off to the to the big wig there, and he falls asleep. Do not take offense at this. The, 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 the prevailing wisdom was because what me that means everything is going according to Hoyle. All right, you've exhaustively briefed his team. His team has exhaustively briefed him. You wouldn't be have the me be having the meeting if he wasn't in agreement. The meeting is ceremonial at that point. He's already agreed. He can go to. He says the bad sign is if the guy, the big boss in the meeting, is awake and paying attention, because that means you're veering off into the fucking gully. So those of us right now who fear feel like we veered off into the gully, are the ones who should have been sleeping through it like everybody else because. What was writ was writ from the beginning. How do I know? I have my tote sheet. This tote sheet is a testament not to the fact that I'm especially perceptive about things, but unbridled and unbidden, I, I, I hate to go back to this because somebody said, you're like the Alex Jones of MMA. No, that's pejorative. Thank you. No. But in actual fact, what happened is exactly what Denny Green said. They were who they knew it. They were who we knew they were. It was what we knew it was. Nothing deviated from the fucking script, and therein lies the problem. That if you really believed, if you believed deep in your heart of hearts, that the bald one was going to be put putting that belt around the waist of a 41-year-old. Cuban fighter who can barely speak a word of English and is a religious lunatic who may or may not have maligned gay people in one of his victory speeches can't make weight exactly, even though the point two was bullshit. The point two, the point two was the red herring that's got me looking down this road. That's what that point two is. Oh, he didn't make weight again. Oh, he, was, uh, he couldn't make weight again. Well, it's a timing of it. They want to do the, the timing of it. You know, uh, uh, Romero is saying, like, look, I'm a, I'm a wrestler. I've had this shit dialed in forever. They didn't want to give me the time to get to point two. Why not? Well, it was going to be dangerous for me. Oh, you mean the UFC really cares about what's dangerous for fighters or not? That's why they're moving the way in time, because they care so much about the fighters. Okay. So all of a sudden, things start smelling rotten in Denmark. Push the guy to lose, and they're gonna, and they're moving it because there's a strong possibility he could. Win. They're moving it from title contention because of the point two. You gotta be fucking kidding me. When 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 Daniel Cormier, friend of Knuckle Up, was hanging on his towel 
was that point two worth of a hang? How much is that point two worth? There were you never had any fucking intention. Listen, in the early days, way way back, after after Zufa bought the UFC, they consulted with people, and the people they consulted with were boxing experts. And the boxing experts said, "Okay, look, we want you to do this. Get rid of the ramps. This is not pride. They don't need to be coming to ramps." These are men of the people. Have them come in on the vomitorium. And that, those are the entry and exit ways from a, an arena. We'll have them do like boxing. Have them walk on the floor through the crowds. You get visuals of the crowds as they walk through. It's a good look. And so a lot of the early take, a lot of the early, early takes of the UFC were completely uh, developed as a result of consulting with boxing. It made sense. If you want to create reasonable market confusion, you reasonably confuse the market. I see a guy with a towel over his head walking walking uh, 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 through a crowd of screaming people who look like a certain type of sports fan. I assume it's a some kind of combat match, and I'm in. And then what happens? And then what happens is they discover over time, despite despite uh, 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 predictions of its demise that fake pro wrestling is still is still a thing, and it's a feeder thing too. From Bob Goldberg, who was maybe one of the well, let, let's go back even further. One of the first crossover stars from professional wrestling had to be Hulk Hogan. I could be wrong. I'm kind of fuzzy on the fake pro wrestling thing. Mr. T was never a fake pro wrestler, but. The, the zeitgeist. I'm talking about the 80s with Captain Lou Albano, and it was a great hoot. It was theater for guys on steroids. I thought it would die, but Hulk Hogan crossed over. And then, if memory serves me correctly, it seems to kind of really closely match the different stages of country music. I used to think Randy Travis was shit. And then I heard the stuff that came after him. I realized Randy Travis was great. I heard that Garth Brooks was shit. And then I heard the stuff that come after Brock's, Garth Brooks. I realized Garth Brooks was great. I'm a George Jones guy, but it doesn't make a difference. John fucking Bob Goldberg, another crossover. Then John Cena. And then massively, The Rock. I was doing a men's fashion magazine in LA. They said the Rocks people wanted to put him on the cover. I go, who the fuck is that guy? One of Eugene Robinson's famous pronouncements who got George Clooney removed from his project because who the fuck was George Clooney? This is not about me. It's about fake pro wrestling. So all of a sudden, fake, fake pro wrestling, these guys are bouncing back and forth and lo and behold, like heavy metal that regenerates its audience every year. You know, you go to a heavy metal show, it's not going to be a bunch of guys who were fucking 17 in 1965. Every disaffected generation of music listeners of a certain genetic phenotype are going to be there. <laughs> Just like if Dead and Company are playing at Shoreline Amphitheater, everybody, every wannabe hippie from 19 set for as long, you got multi-generational scenes. People who feel that music calling out to them. And apparently, fake pro wrestling is that. I can't even, I don't even know who these guys are nowadays. My my generation, Pork Chop, Chief J. Strongbow, you know, uh, 
Baron Von Raschke, that generation. Fuji. Certain point you grew out of it, but apparently not. Apparently it's a cross-generational thing. Up there with monster trucks, it's a viable form of sports entertainment. I got it. Enough for them to be competing with the UFC for $4. And moreover, I, I start to suspect that they start pulling rabbits from the fake pro wrestling's hat. One, the big fat fucking rabbit was Brock Lesnar. I mean, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, these were legitimate athletes. I had a friend who was uh, strongest hands in the county, Ventura County. Played football at Stanford. And was uh, they attempted to draft him as a pro wrestler. He said, I can't do this to my mother. And he became a surgeon. But it was a viable career path for guys who were pretty athletic, knew they weren't going to play pro ball, and had some gift to gab. So here we go. Athleticism, heavy dollop of personality, um, and storylines, storylines that um, that develop develop that personality into a viable sales point. And there you have pro wrestling in, in a nutshell. But to do that, you got to get all the ducks in a row. You can't have you can't have the Rock on his private personal time. You can't, you know, dicking down 15-year-old babysitters. You can't have that. You can't have, uh, 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 you know, uh, the Undertaker uh, uh, crashing into pregnant women and running off, only returning to get his bong and his bindle of coke and running off into the night. You can't have it. You don't hear much about those guys outside of what you hear about them inside the, the WWE reality. The WWE reality is an ironclad, tight fucking ship. It's like Stalin's Soviet Union. Nothing gets out, nothing gets in, but we say so. Starting to sound familiar? Now, some people have said, in the, those of you who follow, follow me uh, at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, some of you kind of giving me some rebop, like, how do you score? I, 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 and I, I'm saying, look, I, you guys are getting lost in the weeds. I understand what you're doing, and you're, but now people are using words like curiously and mysteriously and confusingly as to how they could be no 10-8 round for, for Romero in, in his loss to Whitaker. Keep in mind, I picked Whitaker. And as the fight was progressing, I was saying, I was saying, I was thinking or saying aloud, uh, I said, listen, this is a great fight. And this is a great fight because these are great fighters. Moreover, these are great fighters. And I feel good enough about both of them separately that I really don't have a specific dog in this. I don't give a fuck who wins. We're hitting all the correct touchstones. These are guys pouring their hearts into what they're doing. Skill and athleticism. They have a certain amount of personality been brought to bear. So what's missing? Nothing. I don't give a shit who wins. But there's that WWE pie. The heavy dollop of personality. Athleticism. Things in the MMA that make a difference. Grits, guts, determination, technique. And then that sixth thing, a third thing for WWE, total control of the apparatus of reality. There's no fucking way 
that they're going to give that belt to a 41-year-old religious lunatic Cuban who can't speak a fucking word of English. Not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And they didn't. And anybody who's surprised, you got to stop being surprised. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me 225 times, well, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 225 times, shame on me. I was going to do this show this morning because I was so fucking angry. I, I decided to wait. I had to go train. I had to go run. I, I had to think this thing through. What happened? What? How'd that happen? And, and you know, uh, uh, Romero had his say. Whitaker did not expect to win. I'm going to pull from RoboCop on this one. They'll fix it. They fix everything. You got to miss. Don't misunderstand me. You say, Eugene, or what you're saying is that this was a work. A work implies one of the fight. Well, okay. Did either of the fighters know it was a work? No. Did somebody know the fight was going to go the way it was before it went the way it did? Yes. Could they have interfered beyond? It didn't matter. The fix was in on point two. On point two. The fix was in on point two. That belt wasn't fucking moving. It was not going to move. And I've seen them dick around with the scale and the that. You know what? Point two. Point two. Hashtag point two. You got to be fucking kidding me. Like I said about Kurt Cobain. When a guy who, who uh, when a guy who's tried to commit suicide gets killed, nobody gives a fuck. When a guy who's known for being overweight is overweight, nobody's actually checking the scale. Just assume he's overweight and fuck up. Sorry, that was a, a Sarawism. He fuck up. Doesn't really use gerunds a lot. So, you know, um, and at the very least, you know what? They've gotten to a state and a position of of total kind of impunity because did you catch the one-two? The one-two was howling outrage, and the second portion of that was, all right, well, then we got to do a third match. Is it even, you know what? Why? Does it make a difference? It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. Now, keep in mind, it's not super preordained. He wasn't getting the belt no matter what because of the point two. They weren't going to let him lose the weight for the point two. He wasn't going to get the weight because of the point two. And now they're talking about moving him out of a division. Of course, they're going to move him out of division. Of course. Well, Eugene, why would they have a preference for Whitaker? Let's start off with the fact that he speaks English. And Whitaker's a nice guy. You don't think you can sell against Whitaker? You definitely can sell against Whitaker. Definitely. He's setting up fucking fight things in wherever he's from, New Zealand, to help the kids. He seems really genuine. Seems like a really nice guy. He's a great brand ambassador. He's not all American, but you know, the Sage North but what? North but what? North but didn't work out so well. So at the very least, they need the face that they think they can sell. Am I saying that the bald ones are racist? I'm not saying that the bald ones are racist. That'd be like saying that Madison Avenue was racist, right? 
I mean, I've done beer commercials. How racist could it be? They're putting a black guy in a beer commercial. If you're listening on the radio, this is attended by a raised eyebrow and a jaundiced eye. I don't believe that for a second. But, you know, Romero figures out, ah, what the fuck? I get a fight tonight bonus. I'm 41. I'm all right. People, you know, the people, the people know what they saw. That's not my concern. My concern is that they are now operating like Colonel Kurtz beyond any reasonable control. The UFSI. How do I know? Well, let's go back on the card. And just in case you weren't clear, I picked Whitaker, but Whitaker should not have won that fight. Before that, it was RDA and Colby Crappington. Just for the record, and you could maybe make a, 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 a gif out of this and, and maybe forward it to him. But Colby Crappington is a disgusting piece of shit. And you can tell him I said so. How many pages from fucking McNugget's book can you rip off? I'm watching him do the suit thing. I'm watching him, the, his physical stance. I'm watching him go, ah, to the audience. I'm watching him shit talk. I'm watching him insult the guy's nationality, all without a grace or dollop of a single fucking scintilla of charm. With McNuggets, you feel like you're being put on. So you can choose to feel like you're being laughed at or you can laugh with him. There's an ugly edge to Crappington. And I, that, that leads me to believe, like, you know, I could take a picture of women in their bikinis. My wife is in the pole. I've taken pictures of girls in the pole. I've never felt a single need when posting any of those photos to any kind of social media to intimate that I fucked them all. But it's a certain type of myth-making that he's involved with. You know, he's not a bad fighter. I'm not saying that to the guy R who's, who's, who's arguing with Andrew about, about the guy's skill set. I give a fuck about the guy's skill set. It's limited. It's limited. He's exciting as a John Fitch. And John Fitch had a, had, was a better jiu-jitsu player. This guy's a one-dimensional fucking, you know, a uh, 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 wrestler who wrestled Mug RDA uh, to what I thought should have been a fucking draw at best. The only satisfaction is that is that he will get he will they will have to pick and they will have to pull a point two on any, if they want to get let that guy keep his fake fucking belt. They'll have to give him a point two against uh, uh, get somebody and stack the deck. And they have displayed a willingness to do so. This is the Nader. N-A-D-I-R. The bot the, the bottom scraping scow of, of of fucking what happens when the smart people leave the building. Why do you, it becomes aggressively honest? Why do you think Joe Silva left? Like Colombo, that's been a question that's been gnawing at me from the beginning. It seems like he would have stayed. Why do you think Joe Silva left? 
you know, there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't do, right? Like I've said this before when talking about sexual uh, uh, comportment. Like there's some people that you know if you found out that your current person had had sex with that person, you'd be like, ah, oh, that's all right. And there's certain people if they had had sex with, that's a deal killer. Can't accept it. Don't want to live the rest of my life trying to force those images out of my head. Sorry, God love you. Good luck. Go on, be God, you know, don't let the doorknob hit you. This is the same sort of thing. I mean, uh, you know, going to keep this guy alive because what? Because he's a more manageable McNuggets. I mean, at this point now, you realize the genius of a Chael Sonnen or a, or a, or a McNuggets against this fucking graceless clod whose fight style is boring as fuck. Okay, if you're even going to allow, well, he won this round and that round, and uh, you're talking, you're talking, you're talking micro, and I don't give a fuck about micro because in the macro picture, he won that fight. They were in less RDA, and this is the out. The only reason we're talking about this is because uh, uh, the guys didn't put him away. If they had put him away, it wouldn't have, it would have been undeniable. In RDA's case, undeniable. The only way they could make that work work is if they tried to go to a decision, and RDA let that happen. So the new golden boy is a useful template for them. He's McNugget-esque, and he's pliable. And he calls the cops on other fighters, and he rats guys out for shit they did when they were roommates. The age of the snitch. I can't think of anything that recommends this guy. With his stupid USA wrestling tattoo. Holding RDA against the cage. Your jiu-jitsu sucked. Your fucking stand-up sucks. And I'd like to see your drug test results. I did not pick him to win. I wouldn't have picked him to win if they had rolled RDA to the cage in a wheelchair. You remember Lyle Alzado? And you remember Bill Romanowski? They both played bad boys, but one was a real bad boy. Romanowski was a big, mean, angry piece of shit. Didn't give a fuck what you thought. Lyle Alzado just played that guy on TV. People loved Lyle Alzado. They never loved Bill Romanowski. If you're one of those guys who's big up on Colby, you're like, oh, he's got some skills. Good on you. But whilst you might admittedly be willing to cop to the fact that that you, you are putting your money on a graceless clod, which many of you have, my guys, my Trump guys, who are on Trump Reddits, was reading the, re the, the reaction now that he's going to, that Crappington is going to go to the White House and put this belt on Trump's desk. And all of these guys were all saying to a person that they had wanted RDA to win. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. 
Go to Reddit. Look for yourselves. So if, if what you're going to hang your hat on is that what you're going to hang your hat on is that Crafton has got a fight style that's worthy and that you thought he uh, aported, comported himself well. And that, OK, because that's all you got. And even then, you have great dissenters. We've seen wrestle mugging before the game with Francis Carmont, Latter Day GSP, John Fitch. This guy have a career? Well, he keeps saying shit as long as he keeps his mouth running, saying graceless, pointless, stupid fucking shit. He's a living embodiment of, of the WWE ethos that has been embraced vis-a-vis the total control. A, do- a dollop of personality, athletic ability, and willingness to be totally controlled inside the fucking anthos- the, 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 the hermetically sealed world of, of now UFC fiction. He'll do what they say, he'll say what they do. So no, I was not happy. No, I do not believe that Colby Crappington won that fight. You know, you, usually usually my wife is there and is like ha- half interested in the fights. And I, she paid attention to all these fights, was actually very interested in the fights. And saw that what happened was a snatch of, of, of snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. You fight exciting fights, but at the conclusion of those fights, you tell your eyes that what your eyes saw were not right. Fuck you, man. This is the process of winnowing. I'm not going to buy it. Don't buy it. Won't have it. Uh, Holly. Now, I'm not going to go to Holly. I'm going to go to the other robbery. Because I, I'm, I'm working on a theme here, and it's a, it, we got a, a troika. The other was Tui the shoe drinking. The man who has invited people to piss in their shoes so he can drink the piss out of their shoes. This 25-year-old guy who got his ass kicked by Andre Olovsky. But given these guys' age, this is the Bremontown musicians. RDA, Olovsky, Romero, the, the Bremontown musicians. If you remember the old Grimm's fairy tale, they were about to be killed. They were about to be taken out and killed because they had outlived their usefulness. The dog, the donkey, the chicken, the cat, they would, you know. And they said, hey, let's run away to Bremen Town and be musicians. On the way there, they encounter bandits. These guys encountered bandits. They called the bald one and the oofsie. That Joe Silver cleverly left. Joe Silver left because once Lorenzo and Frank left, there was no moderating, mitigating influence. And I hate to get political on you guys, but the reality of it is what was writ large is writ small. We got a president who shit on the entire G7. People go, he's a moron. He's a moron. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if I believe that. I believe it's casino politics. You know, bow wow, woof woof about fucking uh, uh, China. We're going to slap tariffs. Suddenly, ZTE has to pay a billion dollars and apologizes. You're 86 for my casino. I don't want to see you in here again. <laughs> 
Spring Bring, yes. Listen, his son, his father, his famous senator. I'll tell you, I'll put something in the envelope. Let the kid back in the casino. Okay. No more talk about steel tariffs on China. Canada just doesn't get it. Mexico just doesn't get it. Oh, you the tariffs, we're gonna we're gonna have a trade war. That, nah, 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 nah. If you don't think he does business this way, you're wrong. Donald, what can I do to make this go away? How much how much do I need to put into having this go away? I don't know. What do you think? What do you, I don't know. I mean, this is it it seems to me to be the difference is trade is macro. <laughs> The payoffs are micro. Who's that billion dollars that ZTE is paying? Who's getting that? Who's getting it? I said it before and I'll say it again. It's about what happens when they back the fucking trucks up. And back them up, they do. It's the same thing. Joe Silva left the building and was like, nah, bro. <laughs> That dude's sitting next to me in the car, and he's a complete fucking idiot. No fucking way. Before, he always had a court, court, uh, a court of last recourse in, in Franco Lorenzo. You know, palace intrigues, play one against the other. Like, look, you, but when the dummy is left in charge, nah, 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 nah. Our only chance is, is a moderating influence established by what happens at the midterms in November. I, I, honest to God. And that's straight from my friends, my, my, my Trump guys. Oh, they, they support him 100%, but they voted for him because they thought it would be funny. But it's not funny. He's not nearly as stupid as people make him out, but he is twice as greedy. And that's where we are in sausage on the plate land. In sausage on the plate land, you want that third portion of that picture, that, that, that WWE picture, the total control. Because uh, because I need more sausages on, on more plates. Or more sausages on fewer plates, as long as the plates belong to me. So they've been building up this kid. Well, he's got a special a fourth quality. He's pliable. And you'll notice all of these people that won are pliable. They made a mistake with McNuggets. McNuggets was never pliable, but he saw a door open and a sweet spot and like, 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 I don't know if you've ever canoed down the rapids, found a chute and was down it and gone. Can't have that happen again. So they take the elements, add the total control, and these guys must win. They must. I'm controlling the environment. We control the horizontal. We control the vertical. We turn on your water. We turn on your food. We turn off your lights. We turn off your heat. It's one-stop shopping and where to stop. Pliable. So this guy, the shoe drink, the urine drinking shoe guy, uh, the shoe drinking urine guy, the guy who's actually going through the crowd drinking beer out of people. Who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? What? What the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, if I show up at a fight with two dry shoes, I'm leaving the fight with two, two dry shoes. I'm in a fucking band 
had a case of explosive diarrhea on stage, ran from the stage mid-show because the bathroom was right next to the toilet was right next to the stage. Use the toilet, came back. Some guy said, man, why you do the punk rock thing and just poop in your shoes? Like what? And drive home with poop in my shoes? I came in the building without poop in the shoes. I'm going to leave the building that way. I'm going to be overcome with the moment. Take my expensive $12 beer. I don't drink beer, so I don't know if that's an expensive beer. Pour it into my fucking once dry shoe so some fucking lunatic can drink out of it? Nah, this is theater. But it's not boxing theater. It's WWE theater. And this kid gets beaten from pillar to post by Andre Arlovsky. Andre Arlovsky, not pliable. Been around long enough, not playing. That kid is just glad to be anywhere, anywhere outside of New Zealand or Australia, wherever he's fucking from. He won that fight. You know what? Can you can you hear what the those were boos? Those were, I was in a loud sports bar listening, and I could hear those fucking boos over the people playing fucking foosball in that stupid ass basketball game, like right next to me. And all you were saying, oh, you're sleeping on this kid. You're sleeping on him. You're sleeping on him. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That kid looked as ill-suited to be in there as anybody. Also, you're afraid to sukajou this kid because you're trying to build up your, you know, your antipodian fucking audience base, right? Okay. Again, I'm offended because you're 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 pursuing the third the the third leg of this strategy, this WWE strategy of controlling the horizontal and the vertical, and you know, it means that you think I'm stupid or you're stupid. And there's a third possibility of the being both, that you are stupid and stupidly believe that I am stupid. Don't tell me that kid won because he didn't. I don't know what kind of metrics the judges use. They have to put their cards up there. I don't know, but I didn't have to know. I didn't have to know to know that everybody wanted things to be this way. And so that is the way that things are suddenly now going to be. And that's what total control is about. With how much money... Uh, uh, a lot of these fucking dictators, totalitarian dictators, with how much money they've got socked away, why do you think they continue to exert control? Is it just because they don't want to end up like Gaddafi on the end of a knife up their ass saying plaintively, what have I ever done to you? Which I believe were his last words. Is that why? Chaos is opportunity. They've got all the opportunities they need. So therefore, chaos is an opportunity for somebody else, not interested in somebody else's opportunities. Like I'm not interested in any, anybody else's efforts to put more sausages on their plate. I'm interested in increasing the sausages on my plate, not in putting sausages on other people's plates. And that's it. To do that, I need control. So tui, tui, vasa, 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 he wins over Olovsky. Not pliable. So what is the overarching narrative now that we've seen three out-and-out robberies? You could argue any single one of those, as, as a, not even many, just one of you has. But in aggregate, in macro, what does that say to you? If you go out for the next three days and you get mugged in a guy in a red sweater, though the guys may be different, 
you will start to make connections between red sweaters and getting mugged. You will be leery of people wearing red sweaters. You will still steer clear of the next person wearing a red sweater. You might even get yourself a red sweater to create some kind of protective coloration, but you have clearly absorbed the fact that red sweater wearing and you getting mugged are things that are too comfortably, uncomfortably related. Any one of these individual things, Sal D'Amato, in my mind, the new Cecil Peoples. But all these fights together, all of them, on the same card? You gotta be kidding me. Talk about snatching defeat out of the jaws of victory. We were primed. We were primed to enjoy this. After three weeks of fights that nobody gave a fuck about, we were primed to enjoy this. And what galls me, how reckless can you get? How reckless can you get to take that? This is what this is the, the enduring mystery of bad fathering. If you've been a father and then you've had a bad father. You, what enrages me most about being a good father who had a bad father is that you don't have to do much to be a good father. You don't rape your fucking kids. Don't physically abuse them and beat them. Other than that, that's it. Be supportive. Maybe show up at a game or two. You know? Get them nice shit for their birthdays. It's pretty... In other words... Your kids have an idealized version of you, more so even if you've been removed from the picture through divorce or whatever, prison, whatever. To interfere with that, you got to get up off that couch and go across the room and just fuck shit up. It didn't, we didn't have to be having this conversation today. We did not have to have it. It was completely fucking unnecessary, except for that third, that third leg of the WWE reality of controlling reality. You could tell when, when he got into the cage with the belt that the balls want, first of all, there's certain poker tells. Uh, Bruce Buffer always cheats his body toward the winner. He's reading off the card. But the bald one didn't have to read it off the card because he knew. It's not like he was standing there wondering which way it went. He knew. You know, when the Nazis were talking about, yeah, I think Heydrich and, and the, the Von C Council that they credit for the creation of, of the final solution, but it was one of the things where they try to talk about well, criminal collusion. You didn't really have to know to know. It didn't have to be something that was known to know. Once they decide to not move the Jews to Madagascar, once the, the, the Mufti of Jerusalem had kind of say, well, you know, this is a problem that just keeps coming up. Once people start talking in terms of solution to the Jewish problem, it was not a long stretch. Not a long stretch at all. In other words, when I talk about a work, you think that there are people that there are people hustling together and whispering amongst each other and wonder. I mean, if you're if you're engaged in the sport, you know, you have a certain distinct idea about how things should go. I'm not part of the work, and I bait my picks based on what I thought the jungle would want. Am I upset because I miscalculated the jungle in relation to RDA? 
Well, RDA didn't make the mistakes that, that Jose Aldo made. He fought a, a good controlled fight. But then I saw something suspicious. Post facto, what you do is you shoot your arms up. He fought a good enough fight where I think he should have just took the guy down, this championship wrestler, took him down two or three times. You win, you fight a fight like that, you throw your hands up in the end. He didn't. Why? Because he knew he lost. Why? Because he performed poorly? Because he knew there's no way that the machinery is going to take that fucking bald one-helmed barge, swivel it around, and put votes in his column when they put so much effort into this guy and they the, the, the pliable McNuggets. I mean, look, the captain, the, the, the general Excelsior of the Lost Battalion, Chris Weidman, who in a moment that we were all like, <laughs> based on the tweets, we're like, hey, he actually made the belt sign. The camera flashed out for two seconds and a guy who's one in four is making the belt sign. Fuck, man. He he didn't like being, his, 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 his leadership being contested by Joanna. And he just had to, I mean, that's the kind of shit, that is the kind of shit that champions are made of. And by champion in his case, I mean of the Lost Battalion. I mean, if you want to compare, if you want to compare, if you want to compare uh, 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 Crappington and and and, uh, and uh, 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 dude, Weidman, sorry, I'm gonna have to go. I think Weidman is way more talented than the guy. In fact, I've been able to watch Weidman fights and not be bored. I don't recall ever being bored watching a Weidman fight. But so we've become like boxing. We've taken the worst elements of both. Where, oh, you want to beat the champion, you want to get, you know, you want to be a champion, you got to beat the champion, which means you can't, you're not going to win a decision against the champion no matter how bad he looks. Stop it. Stop it. Your ability to see, the, the bald one did one thing right. And that's to talk the Fertitas into investing in, in the purchase of the UFC originally. That was it. That was a big thing. If somebody could have said, let's not invade fucking the, the, the Soviet Union now. Let's either start early or finish sooner. That would have helped. That was one thing, but that would be a one big thing in, this far, in regards to Nazi Germany at the very least. So Baldwin gets credit for that, but he's been a living, breathing catastrophe. Why is Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, still around? Pliability. Why'd they get rid of uh, 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 the guys they got rid of? Pliability. They even got rid of guys that, that were pliable. But that's the great thing about pliability. You get rid of people who are not pliable, and you can get rid of people who are pliable. They're disposable. They had the breakdown about the woman, Elizabeth Holmes, at, at Theranos, and how they were trying to do some totalitarian government shit, where you, any kind of critique, and you'd find yourself with your box in the parking lot that afternoon. 
asking for a piece of paper that you had to see in the box in the parking lot in the afternoon. Crossword box in the parking lot in the afternoon. They got rid of, they created a circle of, of paranoia, got rid of everybody. And then it was revealed by the Wall Street Journal that it's a fraud and they're still fighting this. Theranos, look it up. It's a great story. Well, there's a book out now about her. Nobody's talking about the fact that she was a, you know, an attract, a young, uh, uh, attractive uh, uh, woman with a with, from a wealthy family with a certain pedigree, and you know, got Henry Kissinger and George Shultz and these people who know who know nothing about biological sciences uh, on her on her dance card. You think America doesn't have any class obsessions? Wrong. So. Um, so we we have the third we have the third the third the troika here in my my BJJ damaged finger of total control. You can argue the individuals, get down the weeds, and talk about the merits of the fight. Ten eight rounds of this round, where did he put enough over the five rounds? Or which round did he win? Yeah, you know what? You could do that for any one, but all three, nah, 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 not gonna do it. You're, you're pushing the bounds of credulity. The bounds of credulity. That's what you're pushing. So uh, um, I picked Claudia Gadella to win. I don't think she should have won either. I don't know why Carla, I'm sure those of you who've dug deeper, why, the, why Carla de Esparza, uh, Esparza felt in the disfavor, but she clearly did. Don't believe she won that fight. Early prelims I haven't seen yet. I have them here. I'm going to watch them. So I'm not going to talk about them, but it doesn't matter. It's unnecessary. Overeem at this point now, um, I think it's safe to say he knows exactly where he is. And I'd say that he is event horizoned. Post event horizoned. He's a gict, and gicks are gonna gict, and I, I I can't, you know, like I said, like Lucy and Charlie Brown, the football. When I was doing the care don't care preview with John Nash, and I said, ah, you know, I I gotta pick him, even though I know the football and the Lucy and the football is gone, and I'm up in the air going, ah, my shoes, my cap, and my socks are all getting blown away again. Only small benefit here was the fact that uh, that uh, Nash also chose Overeem. Against a supremely boring fighter like Curtis Blades, who's also talking about championship contention. Oh man! But it's okay because it it you know it's no longer about sport. It's about a dollop of personality, athletic ability, and the willingness to 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 be pliable in regards to the airtight. Fiction spelled out by totally controlling Oofsie and the bald one. Don't know what that means. I don't know. And some people suggested that there's a possibility that they were tanking the last portion of their thing with uh, Fox so that they could, you know, have a comparison point with ESPN. They just got, come out of the ESPN box blazing. 
But, you know, and then the guy who suggested that also, I think it was D-Man, also backed off and said, well, the reality of it is that they probably had these fights well booked before that the deal with ESPN was, was solidified. So they had no way of knowing. But it still has nothing to do with what's happening is that they are doing what Stalin used to do, what Hitler did. This is an exercise in control. Don't think so? Could you explain to me what's going on with Yair Rodriguez? Pre and post. Pretty much is the, this is the, only come to the UFC if you want to fight. It's not negotiation. You know, she can negotiate the fights. Or he didn't want to fight. I don't want to fight for free. I went through that. They want me to go down to Manaus to fight Francisco Chico Bueno. First, they offered me $5,000. I said, I'll take it. Then they offered me $500. I said, I'll take it. Then they said, we can't offer you anything, but we'll, we'll give you a free hotel. I go, I'll take it. They said, well, actually, you got to pay for the hotel and you got to pay for the airfare. I go, I'm not taking that. And they got somebody else to do the fight. The amount of money they were getting glo from Global TV to put on this jungle fight, they all they needed was an American fighter. I had a rocky moment. Wasn't pliable. Couldn't control the narrative. Out. Out, out, out. Number three, out. So the rest of us, I mean, the things that we come to sports for, the harrowing, the harrowing of the human spirit, where you could see people in, 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 in you know, in great bar relief, kind of figure stuff out as it's happening. Rising above difficulty, adversity, digging deep down to themselves is all, all for show, all for naught, and all played for sap by guys who just need to control the narrative. Why do you think Bill Cosby was drugging those women? So he could fuck them? Bill Cosby could have fucked a lot of those women. Bill Cosby could have fucked the same women he drugged if he had put some time in. How much time? Not very much. He wanted them insensate. Maybe he was an ass bandit and he was getting tired of hearing no about it, you know, ass play. I don't know about that. I think he wanted them insensate. Because then he wouldn't ask to do what he wants. He could do what he wants. And I'm sure the end is the means would be ju justified by the end here because he goes like, look, who put this thing together? Me, that's who. Who built this thing together? Me, that's who. You know, if only, I, do you, no, Aristotle said, or I can't even remember. I don't think it was Aristotle actually at this point. said, no person consciously does evil. I'm sure the Baldwin is thinking like, I got to the most painful thing in the world is for me to sit here and watch McNuggets destroy himself. And by virtue, some aspect of my business. If I could only control these guys, they'd see I was doing really what's best for them. Well, this is the Thanos argument, which has been propagating a bunch of movies lately, which has made me extremely paranoid. We could have 100 people suffering or 50 people doing well. Did you, see, did you see the end game in an argument like that is completely faulty? That's why the Nazis' plan, this eugenics plan, never would have worked. 
not enough genet- genetic diversity. It would have you would have had inbred, fucking blind, um, developmentally disabled. Uh, uh, that's what it would have been. Exactly what it would have been. Racial purity is a sure way to weaken it, but up was down and down was up. Animal people in animal husbandry talk about hybrid vigor. Hybrid vigor. A totally controlled environment doesn't let in a Johnny Boney Joni. A total controlled environment doesn't allow for the creation of a McNuggets. Those come from chaos. And I'm sure the bald one were he to be watching sitting around go, yeah, look what good that did us. Yeah, look what good it did do, do you. It did you a lot of good. This is the problem with totalitarian systems. You know, they don't see that what they gain from a little bit of chaos is more than what they gain with, co- with complete control. But you can't make those with those of us with eyes, you can't make us believe your bullshit. So he immediately posted a fight and said, fuck the UFC. People were like, oh, you can't shoot me. I'm not hung up on the single fights. I'm hung up on the aggregate. And the aggregate picture tells me that they don't give a fuck about the same things I give a fuck about. All that stuff about the rising, advancing of the spirit and overcoming adversity and all that stuff, they don't care for it. Don't care for it. Why? Because it's an irregular indicator of how much money is going to be made at, at any given point. Okay. So the things that you see are maybe more likely to not, those are the things that are going to happen. Right? So we can all go back to napping at the Japanese business meeting because what's happening is exactly what we were told is going to happen. The pliable guys will do well. The people who are not pliable will find themselves unemployed. Leslie Smith. You'll you'll embrace the fucking narrative that we give you. I'll take your dollop of personality and your athletic ability, and I'll make you rich. Or I'll fire you. Can't decide which. Let's look at the numbers. You got a jackass running that company now. There's a whole old adage in Hollywood. Sincerity is everything. And once you got that faked, you got it made. But what if you fake sincerity badly? MMA has become the Robert Goulet of fucking sports. That's why Elvis shot the TV. Robert Goulet. Who faked it badly. I like Robert Goulet. He raised faking it badly to an art form. That's why you like Vegas entertainers. They faked it badly. It was like kind of, what is the word I'm looking for? Not schlock, kitsch. But I don't go to MMA for kitsch. It's the only sport that I'm into. I don't like basketball or baseball or hockey or football, not golf, car racing. I mean, I follow those marginally. Not really interested. This is my thing. I'm paying attention. And what you're telling me is, go back to sleep. Take the pill that lets you go back to sleep. Well, fuck you and your pill. Really, at this point now, I don't. what do I need you for? 
the MMA that you bring me is not adding to my lifestyle. It's actually taking away. It's not telling me things about me that I need to hear. It's not, it's not uh, 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 buoying a worldview that I care to have, have buoyed. Don't worry, Trump says, I'll take care of everything. You know what? That makes me nervous. I don't like the idea. At one point, my mother had said to me, look, when she thought I was losing my mind, she goes, look, come home. I'll take care of everything. That never sounded good to me. That sounded like a threat from the get-go. Take care of everything, like at the council at Von C, where they go, what kind of solution are we going to come up with for this Jewish problem? I got an idea, says Reinhard Heydrich. Don't worry, I'll take care of everything. You know what Martin Amos says? I think it's in the information or Koba the Dread, the book about Stalin. Total control of it, uh, total control of another individual inevitably leads to torture. Inevitably. Can't trust you. So I'll watch. Like well after the heyday in my mind of fake pro wrestling, I would kind of watch, kind of amused, flip through on my way from bowling to poker. But you lost me because I know that the cooks in the fucking kitchen are rotten. I know the ingredients are rotten. I know the chef is fucking rotten. I know the restaurant is rotten. I know that I'm out of order. You're out of order. The whole court's out of order. where we are so you guys have fun amongst yourselves where i threw down my tote sheet in a oh no it's here you guys have fun arguing the the in the weeds about your picks and so on and and we'll go through the motions and do the same thing on things like care don't care preview and the the vivisection and so on i'm not going to talk about other people's shows maybe they really enjoy this but the reality of it is we're like it's we're like we, we're like star wars fans <laughs> You know, Star Wars is not real. So arguing over Princess Leia and Han Solo and what they're doing, it's just somebody sitting in an office, probably not too far from where I'm sitting right now in my underwear, writing this shit up. The degree to which they succeed is the degree to which we believe it. So I'm going to let you take that pill that puts you back to sleep. But me, I'm alive and I'm agitated. So go below, give me a thumbs up, thumbs down if that's your preference. If you want to be on a Twitter feed so you could have had had all the joy Saturday night up close and personal, it's at the at symbol Eugene S. Robinson. Care for Instagram, it's Mr. Sleep3. But if you have no photos on your page or you try to gatekeep me, I don't okay you. I got to see into your world before I'm letting you see into mine. So that's still a velvet roped. Later on today, if you subscribe to the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper channel on YouTube, we will send you a notice about uh, You Kill Me, Kasha and Eugene's film review for Reprobates. The movie reviewed this week will be shh, Hereditary. Tuesday at 7.20, it's uh, If the Shoes Fit. Followed by, no, if I did it, followed by if the shoes fit. 
One has to do with PR kerfuffles in the MMA world, which I'm sure they're going to be a shitload after today. And immediately followed by uh, If the Shoes Fit, those are uh, uh, PR kerfuffles outside of the world of MMA. And then also followed by another Care Don't Care if there's a fight next weekend. Thanks for listening this long. A lot of you were listening. Uh, thanks for attending. And I'm, I'm sorry to leave you on a downer note, but, you know, that's the way they wanted it. When a man mother dies, you get a little rabbit in his blood and he think about going back and paying his respects and his mind ain't right. Luke, I'm not in the box. Some cool hand Luke. And that's the way he wanted it. That's the way the bald one wanted it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Look what you made me do! <laughs>